Hello, cookbook friends. This is Katie, and I'm here with Carrie. Hello. It is March 9th, and episode five of our mini-sode, and I would like to talk about the holiday coming up, St. Patty's Day. So that's going to be in a couple weeks. Uh, so my St. Patty's Day experience has, <laughs> it's always been my stepmom deciding to dye fettuccine Alfredo green and oh. calling it a day. Please tell me she used pesto? No, oh. it was actual dye. Ew. And it would be everything. I think everything we would eat on St. Patty's Day had at least, you know, like green dye, which, you know, as a kid, that's super fun. I get what she was trying to do, but I feel like the entire immigrant population of America from Italy would march to her house and slap her. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know why it's not that. Yeah. I don't know why she would do that. And then of course, you know, I got older and St. Patty's day was just the excuse to drink heavily on a, any day. <laughs> and I'm Scottish, so I don't need an excuse, but I've never been that big of a St. Patty's day fan, but I'll celebrate it. If friends are like, Hey, let's come over and dye stuff green for the kids. Sure. Yeah. But I was, I took it very, very seriously when I was a child in the 1970s <clears throat> and 80s, wow. you had to wear green to school or people had permission to pinch you. Sure. And yes. nobody took it too far. You know, they weren't pinching my butt or breast or anything, but <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want to be the person that wasn't wearing green. It was like attacked on the playground. <laughs> oh God. No, I don't know. Getting green. <laughs> I had a friend that she was a bit of a um, anti-establishment <laughs> friend, but she would wear orange or white because she so like she I don't know if this is true but she would claim like the white if you wear all white that was like the quote unquote pagan color and then you know you've got the Protestant and then the Catholic color for the other two but well, that's cool. yeah. I like so her she would, but anytime she wasn't wearing green and somebody would try to pinch her she'd be like no I'm representing different parts of Ireland and I was like okay I guess that's fair like that's fine so <laughs> Anyway, so um, one of the, because I was raised not really eating Irish food, it, diving into these cookbooks has been really interesting. And like, I'm actually kind of excited to go celebrate this year and actually make something authentic. And so what, the first, oh, sorry. What were you going to say? What is the gluten-free situation with Irish food? Because don't they do a lot of like shepherd's pie with a bunch of gluten on top of meat? Yeah, um, they do. But um, I've actually learned because of doing the vegan thing, uh, there's actually a really easy shepherd's pie that they use potatoes. If you just mash potatoes and kind of um, use that as the topping oh, like, yeah. to make it look, yeah, it, it was super good. So, and then gluten-free flour too, obviously. I got that awesome gluten-free book from some secret Santa person. Ooh. Ooh, I wonder. The letter C. I know. <laughs> It was a great present. So there's really cool recipes in there. But I think I can transfer that and um, use some of those gluten-free recipes in some of these cookbooks. So the first cookbook is that I'm going to talk about is called The Complete Irish Pub Cookbook, Love Food. Um, this came out in 
2019, not that far. It actually came out on my birthday, January 15th. Um, (laughs) So this is a cool cookbook because the photos are huge and they're bright and they're just fun. And a lot of these recipes are great for more than just St. Patrick's Day. They kind of go through this uh, four court. I don't know if I'd call it four courses, but like four elements of like a traditional Irish meal. And they, they claim it's like a typical meal in an Irish pub. I kind of wish American pubs were like this because they eat well. <laughs> so <laughs> their four courses are appetizers and snacks, an entree. They usually have like a vegetable or side. So like soda bread or red cabbage is pretty traditional for Irish cooking. And then they, this is considered a, a, a meal, but dessert and drink, obviously drink. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, this is a really fun cookbook um, that I think would re- be great for all year round and more than just, you know, uh, St. Patrick's Day. What's on your list? Well, I, as a lifelong vegetarian, have had trouble eating at Irish pubs because everything's bangers and mash and bloody sausage <laughs> here and there and beef stew and etc. But so I'm just going to have to get a cookbook and make my own Irish food. I've definitely made soda bread before. That's kind of a stereotype though. Yeah. I'm looking at the Irish cookbook by JP McMahon and it's a, it includes 480 recipes for cooking Irish food at home. That is a ton of recipes and glancing through, I see big, full color page photos of what each dish is supposed to look like. And I love that. Mm -hmm. Love it. It includes traditional authentic recipes alongside new takes on classic dishes and ancient ingredients that help to make Ireland one of today's most exciting culinary destinations. I'm guessing there's no avocado toast in here, although it's green. (laughs) Darn it. (laughs) It's not a book for millennials, I guess. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm a millennial. (laughs) My notes say that it's written by the perfect guide to Irish cuisine, the only recipient of a Michelin star in the West of Ireland, J.P. McMahon. Oh, wow. So that's the Irish cookbook from February 26, 2020. Only a year old. 480 recipes definitely makes room for me to find some that don't have meat or just throw tofu in instead of beef. Sure. Uh, The cookbook that I'm going to talk about might actually be vegetarian friendly, too. It's uh, the Irish Granny's Pocket Farmhouse Soups. Oh, that sounds so cozy. It does. Uh, This came out in 2020 as well. Uh, It's by Gil Books. Um, So I was actually surprised because this has over 150 soup recipes in here. I can't even think of 150 soups. And just, like, having it strictly Irish soups is pretty impressive to me. Right. It's not like they have lemongrass and ginger. or Right. So I was like, whoa. So that's super exciting. I love soup. And it it's still kind of cold here. Uh, I think it's perfect for this time of year if you don't want to, like, a heavy, crazy meal for St. Patrick's Day, personally. You know, soup and beer or whiskey. Um so these, uh, each recipe offers a list of ingredients and directions, serving sides, which I really like. Um, sometimes I get kind of lost when I'm trying to assemble a whole meal, especially with soup, because there's more than just bread. 
that you can serve with soup, but you know, obviously that's a go-to and each um, recipe has an, a picture, which obviously you and I both love pictures. Oh. <laughs> uh, so that is the Irish granny's pocket farmhouse soups by Gil books. So my next cookbook I want to talk about came out in 2017. It's Traditional Cooking of Ireland, Classic Dishes from the Irish Home Kitchen by Biddy White-Lennon and Georgina Campbell. Ooh, I like her last name. I'm biased. It is a 256-page book in English from Lorenz Books. And it has lots and lots of pictures illustrating not just the dishes, but also the techniques with very clear and concise instructions. So this might be the one that I start off with rather than the one by the Michelin chef. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a recipe for Irish country soup, game pie, which I would put uh, soy in, Orkney fish catch pie, which I would never make, but if I did, my boyfriend would be very happy. Oh. Yes. So that is Traditional Cooking of Ireland, Classic Dishes from the Irish Home Kitchen by Biddy White-Lennon and Georgina Campbell. What's next on your list? So the last book on my list is called My Irish Table, Recipes from the Homeland and Restaurant Eve by Cathal Armstrong and David Hagedorn. Sorry. So uh, this... This cookbook is really cool because it modernizes some Irish classics because I know um, I believe my grandfather went to Ireland and I remember him describing some of the food. I was like 16 and some of it I was like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, so I like that they've modernized it a little bit because, you know, I know some like Irish food for some people is just kind of like, uh, I don't know. You know, like you said, bangers and mash is kind of like a go-to, but like there's so many other dishes out there that would be awesome to try. Um, so uh, the pictures are, again, super cool and um, definitely more elegant, I would say. It's like a rustic elegance I, because... Um, so the author Armstrong, uh, he's a renowned, he's pretty renowned in the culinary world and he's brought a lot of Irish cuisine to the U S and, and actually all over Europe. So that's a pretty cool thing. Uh, I didn't realize that it was such, uh, I guess a limited, not limited, but I, I didn't realize that Irish food wasn't something that we didn't have for well when you think about it, other than an Irish pub where you go to drink in the evening, are there random Irish restaurants sitting around Seattle that we take kids to? Not right. really. Yeah, exactly. And it's the one that I, that I took our nephews to, J.G. Mahoney's in Redmond, we love their restaurant, and they definitely have Irish food on the menu, but they have hamburgers and mac and cheese and tortilla, you know, roll-ups and tofu bowl. You know, they're not just an Irish. <laughs> yeah. And I actually went to, I, I can't remember the name of it. It's in Kirkland and it's a, it is an Irish pub. But oh, Wild Irish Rover. Yes, that's it. <laughs> uh, they, but they have like a huge selection of food there. And that was, and that wasn't that long ago. That was probably a year ago. And I finally had kind of a more traditional Irish. I didn't realize that I hadn't had a traditional Irish dish kind of like ever, you know, 
so I, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Uh, this rest, this um, cookbook has 130 recipes in here. So another pretty hefty cookbook. Um, like I said, very elegant. This has some vegetarian dishes, uh, meat dishes, pies, all kinds of cool stuff. So I definitely recommend checking out the cookbook. My Irish Table, Recipes from the Homeland and Restaurant Eve by Cathal Armstrong and David Hadjadorn. What's the last cookbook on your list, Carrie? Before I mention it, I want to throw out an invitation to follow us on YouTube for our cookbook look-through videos. We also post them to Instagram and to Facebook. And on Instagram, we do cookbook reels where we quickly flip through a cookbook so you can get an idea of what it looks like inside. And we're on Cookbook Divas, and we're also on Pinterest. So whatever your favorite platform is, yay. Yay. But you obviously like podcasts or you wouldn't be listening. So my final Irish St. Patrick's Day cookbook shout out is From Barley to Blarney, A Whiskey Lover's Guide to Ireland. Yay. Mm -hmm. By Sean Muldoon, Jack McGarry, and Tim Herlihy. I love whiskey. And this <laughs> is a comprehensive field guide to Ireland's robust and growing whiskey scene. And I know I should never just drink boring Jack Daniels ever again. Ah, their book is written by an Irish whiskey guru and two bartenders. So they probably know a lot about it. And mm -hmm. it focuses on two, 22 Irish distilleries and what makes them unique. It has illustrations and a map and then 12 original mixed drink recipes tailor-made for Irish spirits. So I will make a better effort to go to Total Wine or BevMo near my house and pick up actual Irish whiskey, not just American, <clears throat> although I'm a big bourbon fan. And I want to learn about Irish whiskeys and not just drink crab all the time. <laughs> I didn't even, um, I'm kind of slow on the, the whiskey bandwagon because of celiac. I thought, I made the assumption that I couldn't drink whiskey. Ooh. So... It's probably been a year since I've started actually trying whiskey. And I thought I thought of you while I was doing it. I got a Manhattan and I was like, it's like a carry drink. And I loved it. It was so good. So um, how do you research to find out if they're made of just corn mash or barley mash or grain mash or ah? Yeah, um, it's because it shouldn't be a problem. I, I think this is still debatable, but it shouldn't be a problem because of how like how distilled it is and that it eliminates the gluten, I guess. I It probably breaks down the glutens or whatever. Yeah. So I was told by somebody that's more sensitive than me, and he drinks whiskey. But then I've also heard from somebody else that even though it's super distilled, they feel still pretty crappy the next day. Like, not Well, bad. they drink too much of it. No. <laughs> I know. That's what I was thinking. But I didn't want to be a jerk. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I... I didn't even know about the difference between like scotch and Irish, wish, Irish whiskey, um, bourbon, all of that stuff. So this cookbook would be really cool to dive into. Well, happy thank, excuse me, happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone, and thank you for listening. And be sure to tune in on Fridays for our regular podcast uploads about all the new cookbooks coming out in the next week or two. Yay!